Welcome to the Thanks Country Radio Podcast. Time to take a drive down Music Row. From Nashville to every town in between, Country Radio has defined our lives. So let's talk with those who we listen to and those whose music entertains us every day. It's the Thanks Country Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Corser. Welcome back into the Thanks Country Radio Podcast, episode number two. Today, we catch up with the voice of this podcast, Mr. Sean Parr. Had a chance to sit down with him a few months ago, tape out this interview, some fantastic insight on how he got to where he is. If you are in the radio world and you want to know how people get to certain spots, Sean's been syndicated multiple times, multiple shows, and just an overall good guy. Just listen to how he put in the work. And again, that's what it really is about. Putting in the work, you will get rewarded in due time. Sean Parr, nice and humble as the day is long. They entertain us and make the music we love. This is the Thanks Country Radio Podcast Spotlight. Welcome back into the Thanks Country Radio Podcast. Your host, Bobby Corser, joined by the gentleman that you have heard start the show and introduce every other segment that we do here on the Thanks Country Radio Podcast, Mr. Sean Parr. Sean, you are extremely busy. Um, I'm blown away, one, that you were my voice guy, but two, I'm really you know honored to have you pop on the show because uh, you're one of those guys I've always looked up to. But before we get into that and you know making your ego even a little bit bigger, which is a joke, <laughs> he, he doesn't have one. But Sean, I appreciate you taking a moment of your time to join me on the show today. It is such an honor, Bobby. Thank you so much for reaching out to me, man. I appreciate that. And I'm never too busy for you, my man. And I mean that sincerely. Well, you know, it's funny is you're one of the most sought after guys, not only in country radio, but entertainment as well. And we share a lot of mutual friends in the country world. But, you know, everybody I've talked to has always said, Sean always makes time. Sean always makes time. And that's true. I saw it firsthand last year at Country Radio Seminar where um, a bunch of students from Texas A&M University came up to you and they just wanted to pick your brain for 10 minutes. And I just happened to be standing you know, next to you having a little side conversation. And watching you interact with them was really refreshing because there are a lot of guys in our industry that you know, somebody would come up to them and they'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, here's an autograph. Uh, here's one or two words of encouragement. You spent a lot of time with these students just kind of you know, getting them acclimated to not only Nashville but the industry as well. Well, how blessed are we at what we get to do, you know, and um, these are our future. And when somebody comes up to me and, and, you know, I've been blessed enough to do this for, for a few years and, and ask my advice or, or wants to pick my brain about some things, I'm more than happy to do that. I mean, really. And every day that I get up, Bobby, every single day that I get to sit in my studio in front of a microphone and create and use my my brain a little bit and you know get my fingers in the dough and play the greatest music on the face of the planet i love our country family i love what we get to do it is it is not a job to me as you know and it's it's always been this is my life this is a lifestyle and it's something that i've been very blessed to do for almost gosh over 30 years now it's amazing i started when i was three so it's truly a blessing so when anybody wants to pick my brain about anything i mean the fact that they even said i had a brain because i thought they gave mine to the scarecrow uh when i played uh in the wizard of oz so there you go well let me ask you this real quick you've been 
everywhere. And I, I say that kind of jokingly, but it's also very true. I mean, you've, you know, crossed this country from L.A. to New York and back. Give me a career, uh, a little career synopsis. I know that you've been a lot of places, but give me your highlights of what you've gotten to do. Because here on the Thanks Country Radio podcast, we want to know you and how you made your move from where you started to where you are today. Well, and thank you for asking, Bobby. I appreciate that. I mean, I was a, a kid with a dream and uh, seriously thought about, you know, wouldn't it be great to someday be able to do radio? I thought I was going to play on the PGA Tour. That was my goal. That was gr- growing up. I, I loved golf. I got to the point where I was I was good at, good at it. I didn't know if I was ever that good, but I was saving my money to go to Q school. And I met these guys. Uh, I was a DJ in a club just like you. When I started and I met these guys that did uh, the radio station down the street and they said, hey, man, can you do this show on the air? And I said, well, what show? And they said, what you're doing here? And I said, well, that's just me. And they said, well, we want to hire you to do overnights on the country radio station. And I thought to myself, Bobby, are you kidding to be on the radio where my voice is actually are you nuts? Heck, yeah. So they paid me five dollars an hour. And I went over to this local radio station and I worked overnights and um, I did it for about six weeks and I got a call from the owner. I worked one day a week and the owner said, I want you in my office at nine o'clock on Monday morning. And I said, well, there goes that gig. <laughs> and uh, he, I guess he listened overnight and he said, uh, I want you to work midday. So I want you to be my midday guy. I'm like, well, I can't do middays. And he said, well, why not? I said, Because people listen during the middle of the day. I'm like, I can't do that. And I did. I did middays. And then um, he, his morning guy retired, and they made me the morning guy. And we had we were a little 3,000-watt radio station in Orange County, California, where I was born and raised. So my family and friends all got to listen to my show. And I was just having fun and did charity work after that. I got involved in golf. I used my golf as a tool to get out and give back to cystic fibrosis and the boys and girls clubs of Huntington beach and the California highway patrol and anybody that wanted me to do a charity event. That's how I got to know people and really understand what it was all about that we're supposed to be doing uh, when we're here. And that's to give back. And I got to meet some incredible people who introduced me to more people. And then Bobby, it was honestly a fantasy. I said, you know, if I can get on the Academy of Country Music Golf Tournament Committee, then they would I would be discovered by Dick Clark's guys who are on that committee, and I would I, I could work for Dick Clark. And that's exactly what happened. I got on the committee. I went up to L.A. I played in the golf tournament as a morning show from this little station in Orange County. They put me with the big sponsors. The auctioneer didn't show up one night. And they had a guitar to auction off. And I said, well, he's not here. I'll do it. I I do it all the time in Orange County. So they let me do the auction. And I sold this guitar. And when they said it was, I thought they said it goes for $1,000. Usually goes for $1,000. I actually said they, I I thought they said start it at $1,000. So I did. I was like, hey, give me $1,000. Give me $1,500. Give me $2,000. And they're going, no, no, no. Next thing you know, we're at $4,000. Well, we ended up selling it for $7,000 because I'm running around like a madman. You know, I have no off switch. And then I get this call from Dick Clark Productions. Hey, we liked your energy. We want to hire you as a warm-up guy for a show we're doing on NBC called Hot Country Nights. So 
you know, I'll just do the short version. We did eight weeks of that show. Dick Clark asked me to do the Academy of Country Music Awards. I've been doing that show for 27 years. Um, then he asked me to do the Golden Globes and the American Musical. I've worked for Dick Clark for 28 years now. And you talk about a blessing. And then KZLA in Los Angeles saw me at the ACM Awards and said, why is that guy on our stage? And met them that night at an after party. And they hired me to be their new afternoon drive guy. And it's just the rest is, is history. Knowing that once you get that baton in your hand, somebody hands it to you, you take off and run and you just point the direction and you can have anything you want. And, and that's exactly what I did. I've always given back and it's always come back tenfold. And I was, uh, I worked in Los Angeles radio for 25 years in my own backyard. And what a blessing. And then got the opportunity to come to Nashville and do a nationally syndicated show. And, you know, along the way, I've done, I've been blessed enough to do a few movies. I've done television shows and been in videos with Brooks and Dunn and Reba McIntyre and all these amazing things. And here I am now on a show, and I'm glad you said the words uh, earlier, on a show that is literally called Sean Parr's Across the Country. Because now I'm going to visit affiliates across the country, and that's the way the show was designed, to get out, to give back, and to see this great nation of ours and how blessed we really are. So I didn't mean to take so long, but I'm like a little kid when I get to talk about all the amazing things and how lucky that I've been. No, and, and I want you to because this is, again, this is the Thanks Country Radio podcast. We want to get to know the people that we listen to on the show. So you mentioned that you have a new syndicated show. Congratulations on that first and foremost. I know it's you know good to have you back behind the mic Monday through Friday and still Saturday, Sunday on some of your other projects. But talk about... The, that aspect that you mentioned there about traveling across the country to talk to affiliates. You know, I'm a radio guy too. I've been in the game for 20 years. This is my 20th year. will be 21 in October, which kind of blows my mind. And like you, I've been able to spend a majority of it in my home market, which has been great. But I love getting out and traveling the country. I love meeting other radio people. Give me your, you know, right now, what do you like about going to your different affiliates? There, there's one thing that has kept me in radio for um, over 30 years now, and that is our listeners. Every single town that I get to go to, and when I was uh, doing my last show, we were on 100, and I think we left with 160 affiliates, and I just was sitting in Nashville going, you know what, I, I want to go visit these markets, and these are places that I've never been. So I called Detroit, and I said, hey, I've never been to Detroit. I'd love to come and see our family there, and and, you know, and they said, well, look, would you be willing to do a broadcast for us and uh, meet the fans? Uh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Our listeners? I'm in. So I went to Detroit and then I flew to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they said, listen, would you be willing to do a live broadcast and give away some Tim McGraw tickets and meet the listeners? Absolutely. I am in. So that's where my new show was actually born. I just started going to affiliates to meet our family of listeners. They have given me so much, and that's the reason I do what I do. I mean, you're a lifer, Bobby. You get it, and you're somebody who you, this can never be a job. If you're doing it 20 years, what a blessing, right. and you're one of the few that, that is lucky enough and obviously given so much of yourself to this career 
because not everybody can say they've been in radio for 20 years. It, that that right there is a milestone that you, you have to be celebrated and congratulated. And the listeners being able to do that in your own market is truly remarkable. And I've never forgotten where I come from. Uh, our listeners in Los Angeles, even though I'm not on in Los Angeles, they're all listening via, you know, social uh our website and, and uh, being able to click to listen live on different stations that I'm on because they're that passionate and they know they're going to get fun, energetic, positive radio and playing our country family and celebrating our music and not knocking anybody down or not getting, if you want negative news or anything like that, you can turn on any station in a television show or whatever. But when you want to just, Make sure that you can hear something positive to start your day or make somebody somebody's going to make you laugh or smile or just feel good about yourself. That's what this business really is all about. So getting a chance to travel across the country. Bobby, I'm from L.A., born and raised in Southern California. I've never been really anywhere. I'd fly to Nashville, Comfort Country Radio Seminar. We stay downtown. We see downtown, but we really don't get a chance to see how beautiful Tennessee is. Right. A small portion of what Nashville is is downtown. It's great, but Nashville is so beautiful, and so is, you know, Knoxville, and so is Memphis, and all the drive to and from all these incredible places. So I have learned and seen so much just by coming here for the last seven years, but then also by visiting our affiliates. I've never been to Albuquerque. I've never been to New York and really got a chance to get out to Jones Beach and see Brad Paisley perform or you know, go to Madison Square Garden or go to, you know, uh, Detroit and stay at the MGM Grand Casino there with our listeners and have fun and do uh, events and go to uh, Lexington, Kentucky and, and be in front of 20,000 people at a Gretchen Wilson concert and just experience all that stuff. It's been truly remarkable. We have a beautiful country. We have an amazing uh just landscape of everywhere you turn, how beautiful you realize it is. And you go, wow, where have I been? I can't wait to see more. So we just went to Jasper, Indiana, and uh, I can't wait to get out there once this this, uh, pandemic is behind us and see even more. Well, let's jump into the pandemic because that is, you know, a major thing that is not only affecting you and I, but our industry and, and the world as a whole. You know, everybody now seems to be working from home. You know, we all have home studios or, you know, we're going into the office, but we have to wear masks and wear gloves and all this stuff. How has that changed the media landscape in terms of country radio in your mind? Well, it's taken away the live aspect. I mean, we can't go out and touch anybody. And I just I I long for the day when I can just high five our listeners and hug people and and get out at a concert and you know, uh, have our, our entertainers who are starving, by the way, to get back out on that stage in front of their fans. Uh, talking to Carly Pierce this last week and congratulating her on her number one and Lee Bryce and uh, Brett Young and, and interviewing these guys just in the last week. And, and Kix Brooks, we had played golf together the other day and just they're missing that live aspect. And they know, as we saw with Chase Rice last week, people are starving to get out there and they'll do anything to get in front it's affected every single person in the country music industry because you start with an artist then you go to their road crews then you go to their merchandising people then you go to the venues themselves and you start thinking about the ripple effect of how many millions of people 
are really involved in this. And we really, it's, it's hard because as radio people, Bobby, we're not used to sitting still. Right. We're used to being out there and pressing the flesh and getting involved and being in front of people. And this has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do because, you know, born and raised with ADHD is radio is a perfect job because, you know, we've got a George Strait song ending and the phone's ringing. And, oh, by the way, we have a contest coming up. And, oh, there's 12 things going on at once. And that's perfect for me. So it's uh, it's been really tough. And, it, and the hard part is to constantly uh, see the numbers going up. We've got to get a handle on this and, and find a vaccine. And, and you know, I, I pray about it all the time. And my matter of fact, um, you know, I'm going to probably get emotional about this, but um, my daughter was just diagnosed two days ago. She's on the front line. She's a nurse. And uh, she got di- diagnosed with uh, COVID and she's, you know, she's doing fine. She just Good. had a sore throat at work. And uh, my sister-in-law just got diagnosed in Missouri. And so, you know, it's, I'd never known anybody to get it until the last couple of weeks. And it's, it's hard uh, when, when it hits your family. It really is. And, you know, unfortunately, I know a member of a guy that's part of our local country dance community that was one of the first people in my state of Oregon to pass away from coronavirus. Um, and, mm. you know, there were obviously other underlying health issues, which, again, kind of seems to be that MO, right? Like you have COVID-19, but there's also something else. So it's kind of, you know, that thing that, you know, is the catalyst to, you know, make whatever condition you have worse. But you mentioned the Chase Rice concert and he got a lot of backlash for it, not only, you know, from people in the public health sector, but other people in the industry. Was that fair in your mind to receive that type of backlash? I gave him a little backlash myself and I, I, listen, I love Chase Rice and he's a friend of mine and we're supposed to play golf next Friday and I'm supposed to do an interview with him. And I I didn't give him that. I just said, look, I love you, Chase Rice, but do you think the timing was perfect now Mm -hmm. or could you have waited a little bit longer until we know the direction that this disease is going in and we get a handle on these numbers and just, just show some compassion when somebody gets, He's a family member, number one. If someone in your family does something wrong, I don't know about your family, but in my family, I call them out. That doesn't mean I don't love them. That doesn't right. mean I don't respect them. That doesn't mean I, they're not part of our family. That just means that, hey, man, what are you doing? And then on the flip side of that, if, if I do something wrong and somebody calls me out, I'm not going to combat them and say, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to be a little more compassionate and say, you know what, my bad. Let me, let me take a step back and what could I have done different instead of I'm going to go right forward and do another concert this week and, and keep going. That's not, the, that's not what the American public was looking to hear. And right. I think that's what everybody was saying. It's like, you know what? Even if you don't think you're wrong, just show some compassion. That, you know what? I'm going to try better next time. And because that could ruin it for everybody in the industry. Because they saw that, and they're like, well, people aren't wearing any masks, they're not social distancing, and they had hand sanitizer, and people checked their temperatures, but is that enough? I don't think so. Not today. Right, and, and again, when will that you know change? What's the standard? Um, you have to look at an artist again, and you know people are going to laugh when I say this, but no matter what decade it is going back to the, you know, the 80s, right? Garth Brooks has always kind of been that guy that's been a little bit different and done things a little bit on the crazier side. Okay. In, in all of your years of radio and doing crazy promotion and stuff, would you ever think you would go to a drive-in to see a concert? 
<laughs> no, not in the, a million years. And that makes me happy, though, that, you know, I was reading about one uh, drive-in promoter. And this is a guy that was going to lose his drive-in. Right. And, you know, he and his wife had a concert at their drive-in. And then two weeks later, uh, or the following weekend, they had the biggest weekend they've ever had as drive-in owners. They made over $127,000 because people came out with their families to the movies because they discovered this drive-in because of Alan Jackson and Eli Young has been doing drive-ins and, and different things. And there's another something that's coming, Bobby, and I'm going to give you an inside, a little inside information that I heard. Uh, whether or not this happens or, or uh, is, is still to be seen, but this is, I'm being told it's going to happen. Um, you got drive-ins. The next thing to come is lakes. Ooh. Think about that. People in boats, social distancing, wearing their masks while somebody's on a barge or on a bigger boat doing a concert. That would be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Right? You get the best. On the Tennessee River. Oh. Can you imagine? Oh, on the Colorado River. Can you imagine? I can. I can absolutely. I can. I can totally imagine. Oh man, I'm now. See, I, now I'm jonesing for summer to be on a boat. <laughs> you know, have friends around, have the grill going on the back of the boat, have the cooler full of the cold beverages, and watching a concert while floating. Exactly. That right there says, okay, we're going to social distance. People are on their own boats, and we're all keeping. You're all anchored. You know, six feet away from each other. Whatever. And that's just to me makes perfect sense. Like, okay, I could see that happening. And you better believe I'm going to be right there with them. I would love to be a part of something like that, like you would. Absolutely. Oh, hands down. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Give me three or four artists. What would be your dream float country lineup? Well, number one, I would, I go back whenever I think lakes, I think Alan Jackson doing Chattahoochee right. on one water ski while he's wearing his Levi's. Right. You know, but I would love to see. Lindsay L or Runaway June with their guitar strapped Ooh. on and just going nuts on, you know, with their shorts on and, you know, strumming the guitar. And Lindsay's just written a shredding a guitar while we're all out there just going, yeah, you know, or and just bring a bunch of country people together um, like they did for the stay K on uh, with the oh, CMA. Ab- absolutely. It was amazing to see that. Right. It was. It really was. Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll put Lindsay and Runaway June on as my openers. I'll probably have to go Jake Owen, if not top of the bill, second to last, and either Brad Paisley or Jason Aldean, just because you know those guys will get it rocking on a boat at night. Okay, you just hit the nail on the head. I was going to say Brad Paisley, and then you got to throw Keith Urban into that mix. Absolutely. You know, he's the guy that likes to, you know, he'll he'll throw the holes in his jeans and put a tank top and just go crazy. Uh, sun's out, guns out as far as Keith Urban is concerned. <laughs> who's more who's more likely to end up in the water? Brad Paisley, Jake Owen or uh, Keith Urban at any point in their show? Hundred percent Jake Owen. Okay. He is Jake Owen is so good at what he does, and you're right. He gets everybody fired up. Good pull, by the way, with Jake Owen. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, let me ask you this. Because you are into golf as I am. Um, I got to ask one question and it's the only question that matters when it comes to golf and being any good at golf. Have you played Augusta national yet? I'm not sure what the correct answer is to this. Uh, I, I'm, again, 
if you're a golfer, you'll understand where my emotions are coming from. Sure. It was the greatest day um, of my life, obviously, besides marriage and kids born. But playing Augusta National, uh, I got to play last year. Oh, man. And I cried for the first six holes. I cried as the car was bringing us in from the airport <laughs> um, down Magnolia Lane. And I actually stayed on the property and we played two days in a row. Oh, my gosh. And um, stayed in the California cabin, ironically enough, being from Southern California. And um, it was it was everything. I'm I, Wow, I'm going to get emotional because it was that incredible. And I birdied the very last hole as we walked off the green and just started sobbing because I couldn't believe as a kid from Norwalk, California, that you know, the top of my bucket list to play Augusta national was right there. And I cried, cried, cried. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's one of my bucket list items as well. Uh, I've been trying to get tickets for years to take my brother and I, um, it's one of the tournaments that my late father would watch with my brother and I, and every time, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is, you hear the Augusta theme and you automatically just stop and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this right now. But mm. anything to do with the Masters tournament, and it could be the podcast that they put out every year with the guys from ESPN that hosted Marty Smith, who's a great guy, um, and does a really good job of, about describing it. Or any videos that you go back and watch, the fact that you can watch old Masters rounds on YouTube. You know, we we live in this age of where everything is on demand, right? And as a golfer, yep. Augusta is kind of the our cathedral. And for, you know, it to be such a guarded place and such a secret place and you only get a little fill of it each year to have that, you know, kind of insight must be truly inspiring. So, you know, I, I'm right with you. If I ever got the chance to play Augusta National, I guarantee you I'm sobbing until I get to the first tee that I'm shaking uncontrollably. I know I'm going to hit my, you know, tee shot 10 yards, you know, off the left side. And but that's OK. You know, I, I'm at that point, I'll just be like I'm playing Augusta National. You know, I consider myself, and, and again, to say that you've done that, uh, I am. I consider myself one of the luckiest people on the face of this planet to be able to. The things that radio has has given me and allowed me to do is is truly remarkable, and I am forever grateful and forever humbled by the things that I'm able to do. I, I don't get to do that; I'm allowed to do. And uh, I am honored and, and, and I never in my entire life will take any of that for granted. Well, I know that you are extremely busy. I got just two more questions for you, and I really appreciate you taking so much time to speak with me this morning. But give me the current state of country music in your mind. Oh, my gosh. It's such an exciting time. Let's take the pandemic and put it aside for just a moment. There's so much exciting new country music. And here's the best news of all, Bobby. I'm a positive guy who looks for the big things that are, that are, that are bubbling, you know, because of this pandemic, all of these artists have been in their houses and in their studios at home and they've right. been creating and everybody is doing, you know, all the, the artists, you know, Cole Swindell and, and Brett Young and Darius Rucker and, all these guys live at the golf course and they play golf together and they've been writing together and they've been creating together. And we've got all of these new artists, you know, the Nico moons and the Gabby Barrett's. And these are, are wonderful young artists that are going to 
burst onto the scene when this is over. And this is, and but the veterans of every one of them have stepped up. Look at what Brad Paisley has been doing yep. during the entire pandemic, taking, and all of them have. Jason Aldean just released that amazing new video to let us into his house with his kids and his wife and the date night and the beauty. And there's so much creativity going on. It's such an exciting time for country music. And the mu- I'm a music junkie. So I listen to everything. Tim Duggar is a guy you need to keep your your ears open for and jackson mickelson is another guy from oregon by the way let me just point that out jackson is from about 70 miles south of where i am right now this guy is my he's going to be my pick of the week next week and because i believe in him and i believe in all of our young there's so much good music waiting in the wings to come so it's a good time for country music after this pandemic is over all i can say is look out <laughs> well this is the thanks country radio podcast and so this is the one question that remains the same for all of my uh guests no matter who it is sean what is something that you are thankful for that country radio has given you country oh my gosh oh i knew you were gonna ask me that country radio has given me a life bobby it has given me a life i met my wife at a brooks and dunn concert i wouldn't have my kids I wouldn't have had, you know, my first big radio job. Uh, it's, it's given me adventure. It's given me stability. It's given me so many incredible things. I've met some of the most important people in my life because of radio. Doing country listener cruises on 44 different cruises, doing dance cruises and getting to know people and becoming part of their families and watching kids or, or people that were, you know, young adults and getting married when I first started in radio to now they have kids and their kids are having kids, you know, 30 years later, it is the most amazing, incredible, um, blessed life I could have ever asked for. And I am 100% grateful for everything I have in my life because of country radio. Wow. I'm, I'm, you know, it's very rare for me to be speechless, but you know, I know how humble you are. I know how much this means to you, Sean. I appreciate you taking a, a, a pretty big chunk of time out for me. You know, that, that really does, you know, it makes my day and my weekend and it will help make the show. But where can people get a hold of you? How can they follow you on socials? How can people interact with you down the line? Let me get some tissue first, man. I'm sorry, that made me get so deep. You're, you're good. Oh, uh, at Sean Pars ATC uh, dot com for across the country. At Sean Pars ATC dot com is where um, they can find my Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and my website, where you can uh, check out all the stations that we're on. It is such a blessing, Bobby, and I'll do anything for you, buddy. I appreciate you so much. Well, my friend, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. Sean Parr, uh, what can you say? The guy's everywhere. He is the man. He is no longer a myth. We all know him, but he is a legend. Sean, I do appreciate it. Live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm sorry, Bobby. I couldn't resist. Hey, we appreciate it. Sean, thank you so much. We will chat with you very soon. Thank you, brother.